This is an encore edition of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. The Dog Show is brought to you by All the Best Pet Care. Check out allthebestpetcare.com, The Natural Pet Pantry, naturalpetpantry.com, and Invisible Fence Northwest. Visit invisiblefencenw.com for more information. Julie returns live next week with a brand new dog show, so be sure and tune in. Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by Invisible Fence Northwest. Invisible Fence for the life of your pet. You can find them online at invisiblefencenw.com to learn about their indoor and outdoor solutions for both dogs and cats. The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care, all the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. Check them out online at allthebestpetcare.com to see where all of their nine locations are around western Washington. A uh, fun show today. First of all, it's fun because I'm here and I'm not sick. I was sick last week, sick as a dog, Eric. Well, congratulations on being healthy again. Thank you. Yeah. I always was... wondered about that phrase, though, sick as a dog, because in my experience, eh, dogs usually are pretty healthy. Well, why should dogs be associated <laughs> with sickness? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It just came to me, but, uh, you know, interesting thing to ponder. Sick as a dog. Yeah. No. Well, unless they're talking about the dogs that get a hold of some of that tainted dog food that's being recalled. Right. I suppose they would be Diamond pretty sick. Yeah. pet food. That's right. Perhaps it's a reference to the pet food industry at large. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> but that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> anyway, we're glad you're you're feeling well, and uh, mm. we had an encore edition Last week. Yeah, and Flea uh, Busters. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a great company, and uh, we've done several shows about fleas in the past and uh, actually interviewed Aaron Hinman, who's the um, owner of Flea Busters Washington, and he uh, talked about his their um, treatment of the environment and how that is really the most effective way to uh treat for fleas or to prevent fleas is Mm -hmm. to prevent them from setting up in the environment because they actually spend half of their life cycle off the animal. So one of the mistakes that we make is focusing on the animal, treating the animal oftentimes with harsh chemicals, topical pesticides. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if if there's 10 fleas on your pet, there's probably hundreds in your environment. So... Very interesting show. If you missed that or if you missed any of our over 160 episodes, you can find them online, both on our website, which is dogradioshow.com, and also as a free podcast on iTunes. Um, Today's show, so a couple years ago, I got some letters um, from a friend of mine who's a teacher, elementary school teacher, and uh, we were talking one day and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to have your class write in uh, letters 
to me asking questions that they may have about dogs, and then I'll answer them on air. Yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes yeah. of The Dog Show. I know, and for some reason, we didn't get it together last year um, to make it happen, but I have... So now it's become a semi-annual yes. event. Yeah. Well, hopefully moving forward annual, because um, it really is fun, and the kids... Um, uh, you know, always ask great questions. I just and... heard last year's class wasn't that bright, so yeah. <laughs> not true. <laughs> um, so they I'm had trouble be... stringing together questions in the letter no, form. No, not we're uh, just kidding. Not Miss Haskell's class, that's for sure. I'm sure they were very bright. Excellent teacher. Um, so I'm going to be reading the these letters and then answering the questions that they do ask. Uh, some of the students did ask me. Um, Questions about their guinea pig or hmm. their cat. I think there was a cat one. Um, so I may not be qualified to answer all of the questions. Well, we'll try, right? As this is the dog show. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I'll try to get through them all this show. Before we get into those letters, though, I do have a couple of announcements of some upcoming events. Um, the Animal Alliance of Washington sent me an email to let me know about the um, an adoption event going on on June 3rd, Woodenville Wags and Whiskers adoption event, Sunday, June 3rd, noon to 3 p.m. at the PetSmart in Woodenville. Don't miss this exciting opportunity to meet a wonderful variety of adoptable dogs and puppies from across the state of Washington. There will be experienced shelter staff, volunteers, and trainers available to help you make a love connection with the perfect furry friend for your family. All animals are spayed and neutered and up to date on vaccines. And that is June 3rd, an adoption event. So if you're looking to meet some dogs and puppies that need homes, uh, that's a great way to do it. And also the Seattle Animal Shelter's Furry 5K is coming up. That's their big event every year, their big fundraiser. Um, you can learn more about the event at, on their website, which is Furry 5K, so the number 5 and then the letter K, dot com. This year it's Sunday, June 10th um, at Seward Park. It's at Seward Park every year located in uh, South Seattle. And uh, there's a run or walk that you can do with your dog. Um, you can put a team together. You can be a donor for the event. You can sponsor the event. You can also volunteer at the event. And the Seattle Animal Shelter is um, connected with the Seattle Humane Law Enforcement, which is also sort of our um, Seattle Animal Control. So really, really important organization to support. You can also support them by licensing your pet, which you're supposed to do anyway. Um but that's a good way to help fund their program because we need their services very much. So it's important that we support them as a community. Okay. So let's get into these letters because I've got a bunch of them and I want to try to get through all of them. So uh, this is from Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class um, here in the Seattle area. Can we say what school? No. Okay. We'll keep it on the DL. <laughs> okay. Dear Julie, I have a chihuahua. Her name is Honey. She's about one and a half years old. She's tan with big brown eyes. She also has a white mark on her head and her tail. Looks like someone dipped it, dipped the tip in paint. A lot of my friends say it's wrong to put dog clothes on a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> but she's always cold. 
She has very short hair. So my question is, is it wrong for me to put clothes on my dog? Mm, that is a good question. And I think a controversial topic very, here. Very controversial. Well, listen, here's there's a difference between, you know, I say, you know, if you're not doing anything that's harmful or um, sort of teasing to the pet, then whatever, you, you know, if you put clothes on your dog, fine. I had a um, client, my last group class that uh, graduated a couple months ago, every class she showed up with her dog. She had a little uh, mini poodle. Mm-hmm. The dog had a different dress on every class. Now, that mm. doesn't happen very often, but that was her kind of her thing, and, you know, no big deal. Well, my two cents on this is a chihuahua is a Mexican dog, so you want to respect its cultural heritage. Right. Therefore, it should always only wear a tiny poncho and a tiny sombrero. Well, uh, what if it's female? Oh, okay. Well, good point. Then it, sh- it should wear one of those fiesta dresses. All right. I don't know what those are called. Well, I just sh- think a, a dog in a sombrero would be great. That would be cute. But would the dog enjoy wearing a sombrero? Probably not. It's hard to say. It depends on the chihuahua. Perhaps. So um, anyway, I say it is not wrong to put clothes on a chihuahua, especially since this student is doing so because the dog is cold. Mm -hmm. My little dachshund, when it's cold in the wintertime and we go outside, she wears jackets Mm. to keep her warm. She's little and she doesn't have a very thick coat. And And of course, a giant novelty hot dog bun. (laughs) No, (laughs) only for costume parties. Okay. Here we go. Here's the next one. Um, I have a, here, another chihuahua. I have a chihuahua. His name is Benji. He loves to go outside and loves me. But one day he broke his leg. I was terrified and scared, but things happen. After that, I really took care of him. Questions. What's the first thing I should do if my dog's leg or body part is broken? And then how much average does a dog eat each day? What kinds of exercises should I do with a chihuahua? So this student um, asked three questions. Did, did they give their name? Yes. I don't know how to pronounce it, though. Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to say I, I really like how they've come to terms with this. Yes. Things, have, things yes. happen. You know? And again, these are, these are letters from uh, Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade Dog class. broke his leg, but things happen. Things happen, but if in the future, I'd like to know what's the first thing I should do should my dog's leg or body part be broken. Uh, first thing I would do would be to call your vet, uh, either your regular vet or an emergency vet. Uh, that would be the first thing that I would do. I would not take any action to try to treat a broken body part of my dog. I would defer to the experts, which in this case would be the veterinarian. Uh, How much average does a dog eat each day really depends on the size of the dog, since some dogs weigh three pounds, some dogs weigh 150 pounds. So I can't really answer that one. What kinds of exercises should I do with a chihuahua? Well, some, uh, you know, walking and and, um, playing and stuff like that are great for little dogs, but especially little dogs have a lot of mental energy to burn, not so much physical energy. I mean, they do need physical exercise, but they... Especially, it seems, little dogs need that mental exercise. They sort of have a very intense mental intelligence. And um, nose games are great to play with little 
all dogs, but um, I would definitely recommend to play some find it games, hide treats around the house, um, have your dog sniff around and look for treats, and that's a great way to burn mental energy. So don't forget about the mental energy in addition to the physical energy, especially with little dogs. So we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I have more letters from Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class asking questions about dogs. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, this is Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show and owner of Sensitive Dog, Dog Training and Behavior. Invisible Fence Northwest uses a balanced, gentle approach to help dogs learn their boundaries. I've seen it firsthand. They work with each person and pet as an individual and teach in a way that is fun and respectful. Your dog quickly learns it has freedom and fair boundaries so is safe, happy, and secure. Isn't that what we all want for our dogs? Save $100 when you visit InvisibleFenceNW.com or call 800-800-FENCE and tell them you are a dog show fan. They're there for the life of your pet. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. For home repair, remodel, and construction advice, ideas, and stories every Saturday at 10 a.m., tune in to Constructing Whatever. With over 40 years of combined experience, hosts Tim and Lynn talk about whatever. From important need-to-know topics, to fielding your questions from the latest industry news, to humorous stories from the job site. Start your weekend project day with us on Constructing Whatever. This week, the autumn leaves will start to fall. Fall in love with fall. Saturday at 10 a.m. The new mainstream of talk radio. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And I am reading uh, letters written to me by Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade classes, asking questions about dogs. So let's get right back into it. Dear Julie, I have one black Labrador, and his name is Chappie. He is about 45 pounds, and he is 56 years old in dog years, and eight in human years. Chappie has a lot of excitement, and he gets scared. Is it true that you multiply seven by the dog's human year, like seven times eight equals 56? So the dog's real age is 56? Uh, I think that that is kind of like a... Not literally, you know, mm-hmm. but a way to sort of translate, you know, he's uh, eight years old. So that would be sort of like, you know, almost retirement age. Middle age. Yeah. yeah. I, I like how they make the statement of fact and then question that fact. Right. 
clearly Mrs. Haskell is doing a good job of teaching multiplication. It's almost like the Jeopardy thing where they give the answer first right. and then ask the question. The other three questions I have are being hyper and scared. Chappie is an old hyper dog who runs outside when I open the door. He stays close but runs from side to side rapidly, and he gets a three-mile walk and plays outside for 30 minutes. Is that okay? Um, well, it's great that he gets the three-mile walk and that you play outside with him. Um, if he is running out the front door... Uh, then I would suggest invisible fence to keep the dog from bolting out the front door because that would be dangerous for the dog. But if he's running out in the backyard, I don't see a problem with that. Um, and then the other ones are a little more too complicated to answer on air, but very, very great questions um, about that one. Okay, here's the next one. And again, if you're just tuning in, we are. I am reading letters written to me by Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class about dogs. Seattle area, fourth yes. graders. Yep. Dear Julie, my name is Hermela. I don't have a pet in the USA, but I used to have one in Ethiopia. I moved here in America, so I have to leave him in Ethiopia. It was hard, but I have to do, and so I did. Uh, I always wonder if he is okay or not. So sad. I have a question about my dog, even if I'm not there. Um, so if my dog barks a lot at night, but we don't know why, I always make sure he's okay. So I worry if I'm not there to give him what he wants, I'm going to have a hard time with my new dog here in the U.S., so do you have ideas I can do to not let him bark at night? I think she means the new dog in the future. Um, so my question would be, why is the dog, what is the dog barking at at night? Maybe if the dog is outside at night, uh, it would be better if the dog was inside overnight. So hard to answer that without more information. But uh, what I definitely heard in this letter is how hard it was uh, for the student to leave their dog in Ethiopia when they moved to the U.S. That must mm. have been sad. Yeah, well, you know, the dog is outside in Africa. Who knows what it's seeing out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have no idea, obviously, if uh, this student lived more in a city setting or more yeah. in the uh, jungle well, setting, if you will. And but, that's uh, the thing about barking is that dogs bark for so many different mm -hmm. reasons. And so it's important to understand where the dog's coming from in order to be able to find a solution for the barking. Could be an elephant. Could be. <laughs> I would bark if I saw an elephant and I was a dog. Right. Well, alerting. And that's one of the things, one of the main functions dogs did for us as they mm -hmm. evolved over thousands of years. Okay. Dear Julie, I have a dog named Molly and a cat named Cindy. My dog Molly knows most dog tricks like sit, lay down, or come. My dog is four years old and still acts like a puppy. One really cool trick that Molly doesn't know how to do is how to shake. I was wondering how you can train dogs to shake. Do you have any ideas of how to train Molly? Well, that's a great question. Um, there's lots of different ways to train dogs. Um, the way that I teach shake is I just 
um, and this is assuming that the dog is not extremely sensitive to having their paws touched, because if they are, this may not be the best fit for your dog. But um, I just gently um, put my hand underneath the dog's paw, so I get the dog to sit in front of me. So I ask them to sit, and then I just sort of gently take their paw, I put my hand underneath their paw and just let their paw rest on my hand and then tell them, good shake, and then give them a treat. And the dog's like, okay, you're just kind of taking my paw in your hand and then praising me, and then eventually you do this over and over and over again. Eventually what you typically start to see is that when you go to reach your hand down, the dog just lifts their paw up on their own and kind of starts to offer the shake, and you continue every time the dog does that, good shake, good shake, give them a treat. And be sure to tell them good shake and not just good girl or good boy. And then eventually you get your dog just usually just lifting their paw up and offering a shake when you put your hand out flat like that. Good question. Here's another letter from a fourth or fifth grader locally here in Seattle, uh, Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class. Uh, So this is actually one about a cat. But it's a good question that would also pertain to dogs, so I want to answer it. Dear Julie, I have one cat. His name is Weakers. (laughs) He used to have a lot of energy beating me up the stairs. Now he walks slowly up the stairs and has no energy. I have a question about Weakers. Is there a way to give my cat more energy? Mm. Hmm. Well, um, I'd be curious to know how old Weakers is. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, cats as and dogs, so this applies to dogs as well. As they get older, you and know, people. their energy level drops for sure. A um, couple questions. So how old is Weakers? Is Weakers maybe getting stiff or arthritic? In that case, I would give. be sure to um, give a glucosamine chondroitin supplement to help support the joints. Um, I would make sure to have Weakers into the vet for a checkup to make sure that there isn't anything wrong medically. Um, you know, if, if the cat's getting older, they can do a geriatric blood panel and just check all the values of the internal organs, give them an exam, all that stuff. Um, I would also be curious to know what kind of food Weakers eats because uh, the food... Um, definitely has a direct effect on the pet's energy. So if Weakers is eating a grocery store brand food, for example, I would recommend that they go to a store like All the Best Pet Care and ask the staff there uh, what a good brand would be to switch. Hmm. So how old is Weakers? Is Weakers getting like stiff and sore in his or her old age? Oh, his, he's a he. Um, and also, could it be nutrition-related as to why Weakers does not have as much energy as he used to? Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, here's another one. Uh, dear Julie, I have a pet cat named Patches P. Patterson. <laughs> That's is, a great name. She is a two-year-old calico short hair. Patches likes to play around and sometimes can be a bit clumsy. Patches is a small cat, but can be vicious sometimes. I know a lot about cats because I have a pet cat, but I don't know as much about dogs. What do you think the most important things to know about dogs are? Well, um, this is from Antonia. Antonia, 
We have over 160 episodes of The Dog Show archived on our website, dogradioshow.com, and uh, also on iTunes as a free podcast. So um, that's a good way to check and see what I think the most important things to know about dogs are. If I had to just name a few, I would say know about dog food and the dog food industry. And also sharing the number one spot would be to make sure to know how to communicate effectively with your dog. Um, And again, we have lots of episodes on the show. Um, And then also if uh, somebody has a dog and they are not sure how to communicate with the dog, then they can work with a local trainer, um, hopefully a qualified trainer, to uh, teach them that. And if the person lives in the Seattle area or greater Seattle area in the east side, they can get in touch with me and I can tell them how to communicate specifically to their dog as an individual. And my training information is on sensitivedog.com. That's my training business. And I do in-home evaluations and private lessons on training behavior and food. And uh, again, that's sensitivedog.com. Good question. Dear Julie, my teacher told me that I that a dog can survive if someone cuts his ears because he, she, still has his, her ear holes. Is that true? Uh, yes, a dog can survive. It's called cropping, usually. And that is a very controversial topic because um, there are a lot of people who are enthusiasts of certain breeds, certain breed types that get their ears cropped, um, who are very opposed to it and think that it's cruel and uh, it's just cosmetic. And so why put the dog through that? Um, The dog gets um, put under anesthesia, so it's sleeping when the procedure happens. So, um, but it is quite sore for the dog afterwards. And so, you know, the question is, um, assuming that there aren't any complications under the anesthesia, um, yes, the dog can survive it. Um, but is it really necessary is, uh, definitely a hot topic out there in the dog world. A very good question. And of course, we had the uh, the owner of a dog that uh, had no ears on the show. Uh, wasn't the dog from uh, Afghanistan? Nubs. Nubs. Yeah. yeah, he was missing his ears. Yeah, and that wasn't done for a cosmetic thing. That was he. Somebody tortured I the that poor was dog. Yeah. Cruelty. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's got a book out, actually, a kids' book mm-hmm. um, called Nubs. Major Brian Dennis. It's a really, really great story. And Nubs is thriving. Now, driving in San in America, Diego, which yeah. is great. So, yep. so a, a dog can survive that, but uh, I bet if you were able to talk to Nubs, he'd say, "Yeah, I'd kind of like to have my ears back." Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, and uh, it also, you know, they can hear better unless they're huge floppy ears. But uh, you know, the ears, I, you know, I wouldn't do it to a dog. I think their natural ears look adorable. But um, like I said, very controversial topic. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I have more letters from Mrs. Haskell's 4th and 5th grade class in the Seattle area. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. 
For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Specializing in spinal decompression, chiropractic, and physiotherapy, Dr. Justin Favreau and his team uses integrative, evidence-based treatments to provide his patients with comprehensive care that works with the body-as-a-whole connected system. Director of the Advanced Rehabilitation and Wellness Center, Dr. Favreau would love to find a solution for your symptoms of pain, numbness, and tingling headaches, allergies, fatigue, and general malaise. Contact Dr. Favreau at 206-497-4962 or go to advancedrehabandwellness.com. That's advancedrehabandwellness.com. Do you have legal questions? Need to know where to turn? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, your host of Northwest Legal Compass. Northwest Legal Compass will address your questions on a variety of legal topics, including estate planning, asset protection, real estate and business planning, and more. The legal and accounting staff of Gregrick and Associates are dedicated to providing you with superior legal and tax services. Their integrated counsel is geared to the achievement of your goals. Visit us on the web at rjglegal.com. Be sure and tune in every Friday at noon here on Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, I'm Eric Krima, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C., complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist www.sensitivedog.com Radio for your body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And I am reading <clears throat> letters written to me by Miss ha- Mrs. now Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class in the Seattle area. They've written me wonderful letters, and I'm reading through them on today's show and answering them as best I can. All good questions so far. All good questions, yeah. And none of the uh, kids uh, this year have uh, talked about poisoning their brother, so that's, I think, a step in the right direction. I think it was a raspberry? Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. (laughs) It was disgusting as well. Okay. Um. Here we go. This is sort of a, these next few letters are um, rather uh, very thoughtful letters and um, rather sentimental. Dear Julie, 
Hi, I have three cats, Snow, April, and Cookie, but I have never had a dog. I think that it might be fun to have a dog. My question is if it would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you can go running with it or something like that. I also do not know if I am going to become friends with the dog. And I also don't have a name in mind right now for a dog. So again, my question is if it if I will be able to bond and be happy with a dog. Hmm. How thoughtful is that? Yeah. Uh that's clearly has some anxieties about uh maybe future dog ownership. Well, he's uh, he's thorough. Yeah. Uh this is from Gustavo. Um love the letter and um I think there's nothing better than having a dog living with dogs. Uh, that may be stating the obvious, but um, I would say that... Yeah, but is it fun, Julie? <laughs> yes. Uh, my question is <laughs> if it would be fun. Uh, it is a lot of times fun, and it's also a lot of work mm-hmm. and a lot of responsibility and uh, sometimes can be hard. And um, <clears throat> I would say that the most important thing for this uh, little guy is to make sure when the family is choosing a dog, to make sure that it's a dog that um, has been around kids, has, you know, likes kids, is playful, is oriented towards kids, um, you know, has the energy to uh, keep up with kids, but not too hyper. Um, So I would say selection there is uh, really important and um, that Gustavo, when you and your family are, or if and when you and family, you and your family do look for a dog, that you find a dog that you have a great connection with instantly, um, or maybe not instantly, but you know, kind of right right in the beginning. Um, and so, finding a good fit is probably the most important thing there. Um, and you can do things like run with the dog, and uh, depending on the breed. Um, you know, and and also a great way to bond with your dog. So will you ask your question again, but a little bit differently at the end, is if you will be able to bond and be happy with the dog. And um, a great way, I mean, really that's kind of up to the person as, as long as the dog is a good fit. A great way to bond with your dog is to do uh, training, um, basic obedience training, tricks training, nose work classes, and to really engage with your dog and play with your dog. That's another good thing um, that adults is good for adults, too. Don't forget to play with your dog because a lot of dogs love to play. Uh, but a very thoughtful question. Here's another very thoughtful, sensitive letter from Sophie. Dear Julie, I have a dog, a puggle named Lily. My dog is a beautiful trained dog, along with a puggy face and beagle ears. She is two years old. My dog gets into trash sometimes, usually because my brother dumps a piece of pizza in there. <laughs> well, can you blame a puggle? Can't blame a, a beagle mix or really any dog. Um, I used to have some other pets, a bird, a frog, and tons of goldfish. We got our dog in Cleallum, Washington on a farm. She grew up with two other puppies, a pug mom, a beagle dad, and rabbits and horses. We got my dog on Mother's Day. Not for my mom. (laughs) She was eight weeks old. I have a question, and it is, what do you do if your dog dies or gets lost? Mm. Hmm. 
Well, it is not easy to have a dog die at any age. And it's sad. And I would say that the most important thing is to let yourself feel sad about it and let yourself miss your dog. And also remember all the good times that you had with your dog. And uh, to know that your dog, if your dog passes away, that your dog is um, in a good place. And um, and uh, it's hard. And to just, you know, talk to your family about how you feel and um, to let yourself feel your feelings about it because it's not easy to go through. It's not easy for kids to go through and it's not easy for adults to go through either. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also lots of... Um, you know, groups out there now to help support people who have lost their pets and to help them uh, grieve their pets in a healthy way. Um, There's the Pet Loss Support Group. Um, I believe the Seattle Animal Shelter and the Seattle Humane Society offer free pet loss support groups. And there's also the AHELP Project, the Animal Hospice End of Life and Palliative Care Project. It's a local organization. They do great work as well. Um, that's probably more so for adults, but I think that kids could maybe go to the pet loss support groups. But I would say biggest thing is to let yourself feel sad, um, talk to your parents about how you feel, and just be sure to talk about your feelings and to know that there's nothing wrong with feeling really sad about losing your dog because it is a sad thing. If your dog gets lost, that's a different thing, hopefully. And uh, missing pet partnership which is a local organization, has a lot of great information on their website, and that is missingpetpartnership.org. Like a lot of really, really invaluable information as far as how to effectively get back your lost pet. Um, Of course, checking with the local animal control, the local shelters, um, area vet offices, Mm -hmm. um, posting signs, and the Missing Pet Partnership has some really crucial information on how to effectively post signs. Um, So check them out if you are in the unfortunate situation where you have lost a dog. You can register and license your dog. Licensing your dog, microchipping. Make sure that your dog has ID tags on with your phone number, Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. Very thoughtful though, huh? And I love how um, she says, my dog is a beautiful trained dog. Mm. Love that. Okay, so I'm reading letters from Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class written to me about dogs. Uh, Let's see. Dear Julie, I do not have any pets. I really wish I did because I like how when you are bored or you are sad, they just cheer you up. Very true. I especially want a dog so I can always have a friend when I get home from school. I would never, ever get a cat (laughs) <laughs> the reason why is that I am allergic. Oh. Yeah. I used to be allergic to cats when I was little. I have... But you're not now. I'm not. Well, mildly to certain cats, but mostly grew out of it. So there's hope. Yes. I remember wishing... So one, don't say never, ever. Never, no. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. They'll get a, get a cat. I have a question about dogs. If you buy a dog when they are fully grown, how do you train them? My friend got a new dog, but it was fully grown, and when they went home, it attacked him. Mm. Well, uh, two different things. Um, You can certainly train a fully grown new dog. 
you can teach an old dog new tricks. Absolutely. Uh, I do it all the time. I work with a lot of clients who have adopted dogs from shelters. I also work with clients who get puppies from breeders. Um, so, you know, they're absolutely an, an older dog or a full-grown dog can be trained just pretty much the same way that uh, a puppy can be trained. Um, if the dog is older, older, sometimes it can take just a little bit longer for them. And that also depends on if they've ever been trained by a person before. Um, now, regarding your friend who got a new dog um, and that the dog attacked him, that's not how it should be. And um, that, to me, says that the dog is not a good fit for them. Maybe the dog has never been around children. Uh, I would need to know more information about exactly what do you mean by attacked, uh, you know. But that is of concern for sure, and that would require that they hire a professional for consultation. And again, since you are in the Seattle area, assuming your friend is in the Seattle area too, that's something that I can that I could help them with if they still have the dog. And my website for training and behavior is sensitivedog.com. Uh, let's see. Well, I let's take a quick break, and um, when we come back for our last segment, I will finish up the last few letters that I have from Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class. It looks like we'll be able to get through them all today, or almost all of them. And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. If you've been listening, you already know how I feel about Invisible Fence Northwest and their safety solutions for dogs. But get this, they help cats too. They tell me they've helped thousands of felines enjoy safe freedom outdoors or can keep them safe inside. They also have gentle ways to create a dog-free zone for your cat. So your dog will stay away from your cat's litter box and food bowls. Visit InvisibleFenceNW.com or call 800-800-FENCE and tell them you want the dog show discount. Invisible Fence for the life of your pet. Camly Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area, licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, 
raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Alternative Talk 1150 is on the interwebs. Dial us up at 1150kknw.com. It was just my dog and me. Welcome back to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and uh, we are finishing up with Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class letters to me about dogs. This one is from Alan. Dear Julie, I have no dog, but I'm about to have two, and they are chihuahuas. One is male and the other is female. My dad wants them to have pups, but we can only keep one pup. But I want them to see each other. What can I do to see the pups as long as they are with their mother and father and how to take care of the mother and father and the pup when he can finally eat solid food? I hope they budgeted for enough tiny sombreros. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to give a hard answer to this one. My initial reaction is do not breed these dogs Mm -hmm. because uh, we have a gross overpopulation of dogs and I would leave the breeding to the breeders, the good breeders who have nice environments, not to say that they would not provide a nice environment, but they, you know, there's just so much to it. Do they know the genetic history of the dogs? We just don't need more puppies, especially these, you know, I mean, in general, but you know, these Small breeds, too, the chihuahuas. I mean, we have puppy mills mass-producing these dogs. And if they just want them to have a litter of puppies just kind of for fun, I would really recommend not doing that. Um, About 4 million dogs are euthanized every year because they don't have anywhere to live. And so we don't want to add to that. I would say... um, Get your two chihuahuas, your male and female, spay and neuter them. And then uh, if you want another puppy, then um, you could uh, adopt a chihuahua puppy from a a rescue, a chihuahua rescue, a pure breed rescue. Um, If you're going to get a dog, you know, maybe you could find a a local reputable chihuahua breeder who um, pays attention to genetic history, temperament, hereditary diseases, that type of thing. Um, I just don't recommend breeding like that. So I'm very sorry, Alan, but uh, that's my answer. Uh, Okay, Sophia, dear Julie, my family is now looking for a new dog, but our cat hates dogs. Should I get another cat instead? No. Um, Or try to find a dog breed that does good with cats. Help me, Julie. P.S. I want a golden retriever. Is there a dog that is pure gray? (laughs) Uh, I love dogs. Sincerely, Sophia. Okay, first of all, no. Do not get rid of your cat just because your cat does not like dogs. That is disrespectful to the cat. Oh, I thought she was saying, should I get another cat instead of a dog? Oh, maybe. To be friends with the, the cat. And I was thinking, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, obviously, don't replace your. Perhaps I, un- I misunderstood. Beloved that. kitty. If I misunderstood that, um, should I get another cat instead of a dog? 
Uh, well, does the cat get along with other cats too? Because sometimes cats don't like other cats also. That's a good question. Um, I would say, and she says that she wants a golden retriever, so I would find a local breeder or, um, I don't know if they want a puppy, but a good way to have a dog be good with a cat and to learn to respect the cat's boundaries is to get it as a puppy so that, you know, the dog is, uh, the puppy learns how to be around a cat. Yeah. Another great option is to get a golden retriever, if that's the breed you want, um, to adopt an older or, a, you know, not, not a puppy, but a, an older dog. Um, that could be a year old. That could be two, three, four, whatever. Um, that doesn't care about cats mm. and just leaves that cat alone. And that will give your cat time to get used to the dog and to feel comfortable around the dog because the dog is not bothering the cat. Um, it, it's probably going to take some time regardless of what new animal that she gets for the animals to start I would say liking so. each other and yep. respecting each other. And I don't know if another cat is necessarily a better option than a, than a dog. Mm. Depends on the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another question, is there a dog that is pure gray? Yes. Uh, there's a few of them. Um Weimaraner, hmm? Neapolitan Mastiff. What about Greyhound? No. They're not pure gray? No. Wow. No. I guess I'm just looking at those bus ads too much. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, and the name is deceiving, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. Uh, dear Julie, I've never had any experience with dogs because my family just does not have dogs. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not going to ask you a question about dogs. I have two cats. Their names are Bootsy and Rue. Before I got Rue, I had a cat named Muse. Right after Muse's third birthday, she got hit by a car and died. It happened a couple months ago, but it's still really hard. I don't know what to do without her. From Gemma. And uh, I talked about this with a last letter, too. And I'm very sorry that that happened to your cat. And it's always hard when a pet dies. And uh, what's important is to make sure that you talk about how you feel and that you let yourself feel how sad you feel and that it's okay to feel sad about it because it is sad. And to try to talk to your parents about how you feel or your siblings. And that will help. And it will get better over time. Um, But it's important to feel your feelings and to talk about them because it really is very hard to lose a pet. Okay, dear Julie, I have no dogs. I used to have a pit bull, but it died a year ago. I would want to ask you how to train a new dog because I am about a couple weeks away. I am very excited to get a new dog. I cannot wait until I get a puppy. Uh, Well, that's, um, you know, how to train a dog. There's lots of different ways you can do that to generally answer this. You can take a puppy class. That's a good idea uh, if you're getting a new puppy. Uh, to take it to a puppy class and um, learn how to socialize your dog and how to start on some basic obedience class. And you can also do in-home private lessons, which is what I offer. Um, So anyway, um, to work with a trainer and learn how to raise your dog in a way that's going to have it be a successful adult dog. Very good question. Uh, Let's see, that one I already asked... That one I already asked. This one's not about dogs, but I'm going to read it, try to read them all. Dear Julie, I had three fishes, and my sister thinks I killed them, and so I have a debt with her, so I have to buy her a turtle. 
so I was wondering what type of tank I should buy. I don't know about turtles. Uh, my expertise is in dog training and behavior and food especially, uh, but I know a lot about dogs otherwise. I don't know about turtles. So I would ask, go to a store that sells tanks for turtles and ask them. Because I don't know about turtles. This isn't the turtle show, although that would be fun. Stay tuned for the turtle show coming up. Coming next. Uh, Okay. Here's the last one. I have three dogs, Rudy, Winnie, and August. Rudy is a five-pound chihuahua. Winnie is a two-pound chihuahua, and August is a 20-pound pug. I used to have four dogs. One died. It was a black lab. Her name was Ivy. Um, All of them are very hyper. I take August out for walks every day. My sister takes the chihuahua out every day. Sincerely, Zane. So Zane didn't have any questions about dogs, but uh, it was nice to hear about the three dogs. And so those were all of the letters. I got through all of them. Uh, from Miss Haskell's, Mrs. Haskell's fourth and fifth grade class. Always a uh, enjoyable, entertaining, and uh, sweet show to do because uh, a lot of the letters, I mean, they were all great. I enjoyed all of them. I thought they were all fabulous letters and a lot of really thoughtful. Last time we had some jokers. We did have some jokers, and which was fine. This, but, uh, oh, yeah, that was fun. Nice to get the serious questions and, as well. And, you know, this time the class was very thoughtful, and I wonder if part of that reason is because this time it was fourth and fifth grade mm. as opposed to all fourth grade, and maybe the fifth graders are kind of mm. thinking a little more, you know. Starting to mature deep, a little, yeah, maybe. a little bit. But uh, thank you all, kids, for writing me. I loved your letters, and I hope I answered your questions. And thank you, Mrs. Haskell. The fabulous teacher, you're so lucky to have her be nice to her. She's wonderful. And, um, and of course, you don't have to be in fourth or fifth grade to write into the show and ask you questions. No. That you'll be happy to answer on the show, No, right? absolutely. You can be any age and be anywhere. And you can write me if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on air. Um, you can write me host at dogradioshow.com. Next week, I'm going to be talking with Northwest Boxer Rescue. So we'll be talking about the work that they do and learning a little bit about that breed and um, also have some other stories. I have ordered um, Dr. Dodds, Dr. Jean Dodds, who is brilliant, uh, interviewed her a while back. I've um, ordered her book, her book about um, thyroid, the thyroid epidemic, the canine thyroid epidemic. So I'll be excited to share about that as well. So uh, we'll be back next week, live, Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. If you've missed any part of this show or any of our past over 160 episodes, find us online at dogradioshow.com or download us for free on iTunes. Thanks for listening.